Hola. Hola. ¿Cómo estás? Tell me. Okay, so the CrossFit Open, 24.1. That's how they do it. So it's the year, 24, and then there's three weeks, three different competitions in three weeks. So this is 24.1. Yeah. The next one will be 24.2, and then 24.3. It's whatever. So I did 24.1 last night. Mm. And it was two moves, dumbbell snatches, and burpees. And they give you the weight for the competition, all men have to do a 50-pound dumbbell, and women do a 35-pound dumbbell. And you know, I've been working for five months on building my strength. Yes. So I was like, and you I didn't want... need to, you didn't need to alter the weights. I did. And I was so sad. So the first round was 21 dumbbell snatches on my right side. And I, mm -hmm. or well, left, I started on my left side, fine. I started on my non-dominant side. And I got to like 16 and I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep this up. Then I got, then you have to do 21 burpees. You burpee and then you jump over the weight. Then you do a burpee and you jump over, and you do that 21 times. So at that mm -hmm. point, you're gassed, your lungs, your cardio, your anaerobic, like the whole thing. You're just like, this is going to be horrible. So now I'm already winded and I've got to do my right side, 21 of them. Mm. I got to like 14 and I couldn't. I couldn't keep it up like 17 and then 18, 19. I could barely get my arm above my head. And then nine 20, I was like, Oh no, you know, like I was doing everything I could. And then 21 I got, and then I dropped the weight and I was like, I can't. Then I had to do 21 more burpees. And then it, the next round was 15 same weight. I, so I flipped them out. I went from 35 pounds to 30 pounds, barely could do those and finish the workout. So you did 21 on each side with 21 burpees in between, 15 on each side with 15 burpees in between, and then nine. And that whole thing, it was a 15 minute cap. If you didn't get it in, in 15 minutes, you stopped at 15 regardless. I got it in, I was 11.54. The fastest time so far in the competition is five minutes and 17 seconds. Like, <laughs> look at your face, it's insane. And I'm still like having trouble breathing today. Like I got a little asthmatic. It was really, really like, it was a lot of burning everywhere. Blimey. So does it, does it count if you switch the weight out and you get a lighter weight halfway through? No. I mean, I'm not, I'm not competing with the pros because I know like mm. next week's workout is probably going to be something like with bar muscle ups that I cannot do or double unders, double under jump ropes, which I still cannot do or a handstand push up, which I can only do a few of. So I, mm. I can't, I'm not at that level yet anyways, but I wanted to be like, I didn't want to have to scale. And I did. And you've practiced that before because I can imagine the difficulty of doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Things yeah. with your arms and then having yeah. to do burpees, your arms yeah. would just be like little bits of string. It's a lot. I mean, burpee, yeah. the whole point of a burpee is like, it's the whole body. And so you just mm. really get your, so yeah. Mm. Got my heart rate up real high. Mm. The pictures were good though, Ali. Thank you. You're so cute. That well, I, I mean, not, not that that, not that that wasn't good. That was good. What you did was really good, but the pictures, you look so cute in the last one where I was dying. I'm like on the floor and I was like, Oi, little face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So, thanks for asking. How are you? How am I? I am 
Well, went to the opticians this morning. Yes, eyes. Um, so that was that was interesting and good. And last night was a night without Netflix. What did you even do with your time? What madness is this? I mean. Yeah, because I wanted to cancel it in February, but I had already, like they'd already taken the payment. So I, I had it for a month. So I binge watched it like a nutcase. Um, and then last night, I I put the television on. I don't normally watch just standard yeah. British television, national television. And I put it on and there was, um, what was the program? Married at First Sight reunion. So it wasn't even the actual program. It was people I hadn't reunion. met from the program who were then re-meeting and it was the second reunion. So they were showing clips and it was, so I watched that for 10 minutes and I was like, oh my God, this is, well, for me anyway, it was dire. I was like, I can't watch this. Oh my God, so I turned it off. Um, and yeah, it was just really interesting to settle into being in the house on my own yeah. without the company of television to stand in for the company of humans. Um, and it was it was okay. I mean, I did watch something. I watched a link that had been sent to me um, in an email, mm. something similar to this that was being shared on YouTube. So I did watch that, but that was only like half an hour. Um, but I made some notes and I did some, you know, like thinking. So I can only think that I'm going to be really clever when this is all over. Yeah. You're going to like solve cancer. Yeah. And really or difficult mathematical problems and dilemmas. So, yeah. So it was interesting. It's definitely different. And I notice, you know, how I want to lean on just distracting myself, taking myself away from my own reality and my own life by watching other people live their lives on films and series. It's a thing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So we'll see when we get to May and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit crazy because <laughs> I haven't got any Netflix or I've put it back on again. But I'm really, I mean, it was difficult to press the button to cancel the subscription I was kind of like uh, uh, and you know and I did put it on and it said welcome back and I was like oh and I turned it off because if I clicked continue they would yes. have subscribed me back again so it's, it feels very yeah it feels very addictive so anyway I survived well done oh I'm so proud of you Stay Thank tuned you. for more of Mia's journey yeah. without Netflix. It seems yeah. I love that your lift your challenge is that you're lifting really heavy weights. <laughs> and my challenge is that I'm <laughs> lifting at home on my own. <laughs> without Let's watching combine. television. <laughs> what are we talking about today, lady? Well, this is part two. I watched our podcast back, not the whole thing, but I watched it back this morning. I noticed how bossy I am. So I'm going to try oh and be less bossy. Really? It might be useful. Yeah. Why? I'm a people pleaser. So this works fine. No, no. I'll do whatever you say. I And I'm a little bossy. sister. Yes, you're my little sister. Mm -hmm. No, I was horribly bossy. 
Um, Ali, you sent some questions over. I did. So this is part two. Last oh. time we talked about authentic self. Yeah. You didn't like the word authenticity and being one's authentic self. And we talked about how that was in alignment and in integrity with ourselves. And I couldn't stand the word integrity. So we looked at those things last time we spoke. Yes. We felt there was still some mileage. And um, so we thought today we would look particularly at authentic relationships. How do we specifically be authentic in others. yeah in relationship we felt there was some mileage in this agreed oh i think there is we're about to find mm. out this could be the shortest <laughs> podcast ever okay <laughs> hey. so do you have an example to kick off with yeah oh i have lots of examples i have one from recent i have a client runs a company um, and he has a board that he answers to, and there is somebody on his executive team that he probably needs to terminate. And, uh, so we were talking about that and I said, how, um, you know, how well connected are you with this person? Look at your pretty feminine. You're such a girl. Can I just, how just say you terminate his employment, not terminate the human. Did I say that? I meant the employment. You just said he needs to terminate. Yeah. The employment. Somebody Thank on the you. board who needs this to This is turn. not, I do not work with the mafia or a drug cartel. No. Uh, terminate the employment of this person. And he was dreading it. So we talked through all of the things like, do we really need to terminate this person? Is there any chance that this person can come along? What are the facts? Da, da, da. And at the end, he was just like, I don't know how to even start this conversation. When should I do it? Da, 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 all the things. And I realized, I said, what's your connection with her? And he's like, it's not good. <laughs> and I said, what do you want? And he said, you know what I want? I want to be able to call her in my office, look her in the eyes and go, this isn't working. Like, that's what authentic relating can do for us, is when we are authentic with each other, when we are deeply connected, we can sit across from each other or next to each other and say, this isn't working and just be honest and be understood and be given the benefit of the doubt, but he doesn't have that with her. And so now he has to like, there's going to be a performative aspect. He's going to have to perform a little bit when she comes in and he has to be all like, you know, leadery mm -hmm. calling you in because we have to have a serious conversation and he has to prepare her. I have some things that I want to share that you're probably not going to like. She's going to shrink, right? She's going to go into protection mode instead of just being like, oh, this isn't working. I mean, he could do that, but because they haven't been authentically relating this whole time, it, it won't work, right? So yeah, I think that example. feels like that feels like a key piece because they haven't been authentically relating right. this whole right. time. Yep. So um, that feels like an important aspect. I mean, obviously, you're going to start somewhere. Yeah. And it may be that the point at which you start practicing or that one starts practicing um, being more authentic is in a really difficult potentially situation like terminating somebody's employment. Um, 
but it does it, it kind of stands to reason somehow that that would have been even more difficult um because they didn't have I don't know actually would it have been harder had they been close no no there, there it would be different it would be different. There would be a level of like, I really care about this person. I feel connected. And I, it just sucks that this isn't working. There's that, that ha so that's the cost of authentically relating to people because my, the way I'm wired is like when I authentically relate with people, they're in my heart. Does that make sense to you? The, mm -hmm. My wording that like, then I, I end up loving them more. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And so then if I have to terminate their employment, there's a part of my heart that breaks a bit. Yeah. Like, oh, this makes me sad. Which yeah. is probably why we don't authentically relate to people because it's like, this is a professional relationship. Yeah, something else I noticed about what you said um, was there could almost be an assumption made that by authentically relating, everything's going to be much easier. No. You know, like, oh, this isn't, this isn't working. That person goes, yeah. You know, that that could be an assumption that's or a conclusion that's drawn from this example, that this is much easier. You don't think so? Uh, well, here, let me, I think it's harder to develop in the beginning. It takes more time and energy to develop authentic relationships in the beginning, in the short term. It takes It just takes more time and energy. In the long term, it becomes really easy. Because then it's like, you and I have, let's just use our relationship, for example, you can finish my sentences, you know how I think, we are authentically related to each other. And so like, if there was a decision that has like, let's say we run an organization together, or we run a family together, or whatever, mm. I trust that you know, my intentions, what I desire, what I want, and you can answer on my behalf. Mm. You also know how I probably would respond and what, what will kick me off and what will have me feeling seen and hurt. Like when we know mm. each other really deeply, it's almost like it's just this beautiful dance that just kind of happens. It becomes easier in the long run, but there's still a cost. Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking about, I'm just looking at your questions, Sally, that you mm. had put together yesterday what does authentic what does authenticity in relationships mean yeah why bother <laughs> what's at risk what do we gain I'm thinking about yesterday when we had our meeting about um creating something together mm -hmm. you know a program a project something um beyond yeah our podcast together and I was able to authentically relate in that. I was able to, to be real in that conversation. Yeah. I had a barrier come up for me because I had, um, I was comparing myself to you and I felt I had nothing to bring to the table. And that created a barrier and I couldn't, I couldn't function in the, in our meeting yeah. because there was this thing in the way. And so I couldn't speak through it or, you know, peer over the top of it. And what I chose to do was share it with you and say, this is the experience I'm having. This is what I'm thinking. Um, 
And so it was a problem, in inverted commas, it was a problem with my thinking. There was a problem with my thinking that was then driving my behavior and the and um it was having the behavior, it was the impact it was having on my behavior was it was difficult for me to speak and I wasn't able to fully engage in the conversation because I was very busy with my thinking and I wasn't able to be creative. Uh-huh. And so the risk I took was to share the truth of what was happening in my head, to share my true thinking with you. And then we had a bit of a conversation about go. Well, what was the risk that you, what was the risk by sharing that? What were you risking when you shared that part with me that you were like, oh gosh. I was risking proving the story true. I was risking looking like an idiot. And what were you risking inside the relationship with me? I feel I was risking, um, I don't think I was risking the friendship, but I was risking the potential partnership of something in inverted commas professional going forward of us working on a project because you may have got, oh my God, I didn't realize you were such a dumbo. Oh my God, thank you. But that's what I felt I was risking. You were risking conflict, creating conflict inside the relationship. That was the risk. I don't know if it was conflict. I just, I felt I was risking you seeing the truth of what, of, of what felt like truth in my head. And then you, you joining me and thinking less of me. That's what Ah, I felt I was risking. risking judgment. Yes. Judgment is what I was risking that you would judge me the way I was judging me. And we both go, Oh my God. Yeah, actually that is true. You are that. Yeah. You know, Oh, oh God, yes. Phew. <laughs> Nearly yep. went into a project Never together. Woo! That was close. And that's what I was risking. I mean, I'm making it sound funny, but I was crying at the time. It didn't feel funny. Right. It, it, felt... it felt like a truth to you, mm. even though it was an interpretation. Yes. Yes. And that's what I've got written here. Oh, Facts look at that. And interpretation. And how do they link? to the way we relate authentically because it was an interpretation rooted in the um the action of comparison i was comparing myself to you yeah and we're not the same person so i was never going to be able to scratch up the same i was never going to be able to tally up the same achievements the same qualities that you have because I'm not you so I was I was in a losing game there yes Mm. and that gets in the way in our relationship um it gets in the way if you share it it gets in the way if you don't share it Mm. so sharing it doesn't automatically make it like oh, well, she just has a thing and we're going to move on. It's like, no, when you share that with me, now it's in the space. I now know this about you. It's going to have an impact on our relationship. That's the risk. Mm. And so it could be that then I take that and I try not to share my achievements with you. And I don't tell you about my CrossFit and I don't send you pictures because I don't want you to compare yourself to me, right? 
my caretaker mm. smother hen side would be like, oh God, I don't want to make Mia feel less than. I'm going to build you up. I might cheerlead you, right? Mm. So there's, there's a risk to sharing it and there's a risk to not sharing it. Mm. Yes. Now the risk, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I hadn't thought oh. about the fact that you might not. You're welcome. <laughs> hadn't thought about the fact that you might not choose to share your achievements or accomplishments with me mm. going forward. I felt that I wanted to share in that moment because literally I remember I was sitting, you know, we'd started the conversation and I was sitting back in the chair like this yeah. with my arms folded, looking at the ceiling because I couldn't engage. I couldn't get in. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't engage. And I was like, Oh, flip. Yeah. I think, I think I'm going to have to, uh, you know, I'm going to have to say what's in my space, but you're completely right. By, by sharing what was, was true for me, I put it in the space wasn't just then in my space. Something was in our space anyway, because I was being weird. I was leaning back and staring at the ceiling with my arms crossed, not saying anything. Yeah. Which you would have picked up on. Um, but I then took that out of the space and put something else in. I mean, but to be honest, Ali, whatever happened, something was in the space between us. That's, that's the point. That there is a cost to not saying it it's in the space clearly we couldn't move forward you were just like i don't know i don't know i don't like you were not mm. in the conversation at all no. you were sitting like physically emotionally energetically you were like somewhere else right so mm. we couldn't we could have moved forward we would have like pushed it forward and it would have been weird and it wouldn't have mm. been it might not have been weird that's not the right word it, um it wouldn't i don't have think it would have been productive it wouldn't have been productive it, because i it was... would have been creative yeah, I was stunted and I couldn't speak. Yeah. Beautiful. Stunted is a great word. So that's that's the cost, the risk of not sharing it is that it's still in the space. Mm. Sharing it then actually outs it, puts it in the space, and now we're we're going to deal with it. And when we, you have an authentic relationship with somebody, that just happens. Like we just manage it and we navigate through it together. And the best case scenario is I now understand you. I, that's yours. I'm not going to caretake you. I know my side of the street. I know your side of the street and on we go. Mm -hmm. So I love that um, where we're going with this because you've been in a conversation with somebody and known something is in the space and they are not speaking to it something's weird, something's off. I can't put my finger mm. on it. And now it is in the space. It's just not like exposed. So it's like this weird box or something in it. And I don't know what it is, but it's there. Mm. We pick up on that stuff. And I assert that humans pick up on that everywhere. We might not yes. be able to articulate it, but it'll be like something was off with that person. Something yeah. didn't seem right. I think there's something going on. And we don't know why. Yeah. So it's yes. there. Yeah. And then we make up stories about what was happening because there was something energetically. Yeah. We were like, I'm saying we've got all our spidey senses. We can tell there's like, you know, even if we don't know the personality, you kind of 
pick up on a bit of a vibe yeah. um sort of like oh they you know they seem a bit stilted or a little bit stiff maybe not quite the you know um there's there's a lack of warmth or they're protecting themselves we pick up on something um energetically I think instinctively and instantly before we've even put words to it. Yes, I agree. And then we make stories up about like, oh God, they probably don't like me. Yeah, we start looking or we can make stories up. Spinach in my teeth, right? Yeah, or we make stories up about them. Like what a freaking, you know, what a, what a, we say things about that person, don't we? Like, God, they're really antisocial or like bloody hell, Mm -hmm. you know? What's wrong with them? Like, God, they got out of bed the wrong side, like flipping egg. Like, God, oh my God, I don't want to work with them yeah. or whatever the situation is. So we make stuff up. The difference by, by telling, the difference is that by telling, like opening the box and going, oh my God, I've got this thing in here that's happening for me. Yeah. Either way, as you said, it's in the space, but then we're dealing with the truth. We're yeah. dealing with that person's reality. Yeah. Um, um whether it is fact or interpretation it's out on the table and we can look at it right um and going forward I can see for you and I um last time we did a podcast we talked about um you being very low maintenance (laughs) you know and that and that's something I'm watchful for Mm -hmm. I look out for that. And actually, we don't have an agreement around that as friends. We don't have an agreement that I will look out for it. Mm. And maybe we could have. You've just threatened me and said that you will be watching out for it. Yeah, I do. I do look out for it because I know that that you can do that. And so I catch it sometimes. You'll say, oh, no, that's fine. I'll sit in the I'll sit in the back or I'll no, that's fine. No, no, you have it. I don't, I I don't need it. Yeah. And then I'm like, does she really not need it? Or is she just doing that thing she does where she's ridiculously accommodating? Right. Um, or not ridiculously accommodating. I apologize. Oh, it's ridiculous. It can be, but where you're very accommodating. So me being aware of that. Accommodating. Me being aware of that is helpful, the same as you being aware of my tendency to compare myself. And again, we spoke yesterday. I do it with everybody. Yep. Not saying you're not special. You are particularly accomplished. <laughs> I think I think listeners, well, watchers, viewers may be able to see your TED talk. Oh, I'm that. so proud of it. Yeah. 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 So um you know, you're particularly accomplished in many, many ways. However, this is about me. It's not about you. Yes. I compare myself to others and constantly on my list, I'm like, oh, I've come up short again. Come up short. Yeah. So knowing this about each other helps us. I don't know if we do do need to have agreements around it, but we seem to be managing at the moment. We seem to be managing fine, but it might be something that we could look at. Um, is there something you want to say? Yeah, I think um, agreements is something that like happens down the line of people that are doing, working on themselves a lot. So I, I'm reminded that like I went to Al-Anon in 2008 is when I started Al-Anon, which is for families and friends of, of alcoholics and, and addicts. Okay, wait, let me make sure I'm going to land this plane. 
Okay, so what that program does really well is it has me looking at myself. I go there because my husband's drinking too much and I need to know the magic words that make him stop, make this whole thing stop. And they just kept saying, we're so glad you're here, come back next week. So nobody would answer my questions and they would just invite me to come back the next week. And I got, it took me a while, but I finally picked up on, oh, I gotta work on myself. This program isn't for me to fix the alcoholic, it's for me to look at, in the mirror. And when you start that work, what happened for me was that I was able to own my side of the street and I could then let my husband own his side of the street. Then you get, so 2008, you fast forward to whatever. And I'm now in like all this coaching world with all this like culty language of like agreements and that cause and that effect and, and the weird ways that we think about and speak about it. Right. Whether we have an agreement or not, I have looked at myself long enough that I, and done therapy, by the way, this is therapeutically also what we do in therapy as well as coaching, um, that I can allow you to have your experience that you are less than. And I don't have to take that on. I don't have to fix it. I don't have to accommodate it. I don't have to shrink myself so that you don't have your experience. And so that's where the authentic relating can really be powerful because I can be with your insecurity and not like have it smear all over me. I'm laughing because as you were speaking and you were saying, I don't need to accommodate it. I, it's, you were it's like, yours, not mine. I'm like, this friendship's over. <laughs> I hate her. The last. I don't want to be in this friendship if you are not going to accommodate and soothe <laughs> and play up to and make me feel better. Like, <laughs> I'm leaving. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And the book I'm reading at the moment, mm. which Talk about the everyone book. should read, The Courage to Be Disliked, Whoa. talks about, and it's Alfred Adler's work. Who is Alfred Adler? Um, a psychologist from Jung, Carl Jung. That yep. he was like one, around that era. Mm -hmm. um, and two people have written this book based on and sort of explaining Adlerian theory of, of, of relationship and relating yeah. to the world. And in there, they talk about Adler's, um, what he, um, he coined the phrase separation of tasks. And that's what you have just yeah. described the separation of tasks to to my understanding that's what you've yeah. just described yeah. um that it is not your work yeah to sort out my comparative tendency yeah. and where it leaves me um and the impact that it has on me there is because we're in relationship that is going to come into our space 
as we relate together. So, you know, the two circles crossing over that little piece in the middle, it will potentially come into the space. And that might be where you make agreements with yourself. I make agreements about how I'm going to show up or we make we make overt explicit agreements together about what to do if as and when this this piece turns up depending on that the <laughs> depending on the oh, impact why i have well, an idea go that we make an agreement live right now on this podcast about just to showcase it for people okay. that don't know what that means okay we you know we haven't prepped this so, uh, so we, i have no idea where we're going but let's do okay, it okay right go let's just okay. do it anyway. All right. So if we were to create an agreement, what, what's coming up for me actually is, is your, you might have a request that I be a stand for you. Again, this is coachy language, feels very culty, but yeah. okay, that's a bad face. I just, no, it's, a, no it's kind of made me wince, but it's a brilliant, brilliant idea. So if, brilliant you, if idea. you have a request of me, Again, requests are just requests. It doesn't mean I'm going to honor it. You might request that I give you a million dollars. No, thank you. Again, friendship over. Friendship over. (laughs) Alert. Alert. This might end. Uh, Friendship ending. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great thing. Okay, so if I was to, um, let me craft a request. Okay, so Alison, I have a tendency to compare myself two people hmm. um and and i i do sometimes find myself coming up as being better than them yes and the beauty. at yes and at other times um not the beast i compare myself yeah and they come up as being better than me and then i feel rubbish about myself and i would like And I'm working on that because I don't want to relate to myself and others in this comparative way. So I have a request that you be a stand for me when you see that showing up or you think, you suspect you're seeing it showing up in the space between us in our conversation um that you pointed out to me i'm open to this request and i'm wondering how would you like me to point it out that's to what you? i'm thinking please I'm use thinking, the word banana well banana. i think sign language so it's really subtle <laughs> i'm thinking you go something <laughs> some little code and i'll be like Oh, okay. I've got it. Are you ready? Tell me. This yeah, is what we do it. when we compare. Oh, <gasps> you like? Okay, so if you can't see us, I'm putting one hand at four Lower. feet and one hand at five feet. That we're pedestalizing. Is that a word? But we're making okay. ourselves either higher or lower. So I'm taking my hands and putting them in different positions. Okay. So if you sense that showing up, I mean, you could be wrong, but if you, if you sense that showing up in the space, you trust yourself, you're going to go. Yes. Okay. 
Yes, look, look at my body language, arms folded across chest. What do you, oh, what is going on for you? What is all this? Oh, I feel slightly repulsed <laughs> by the whole concept that I have. You're going to be outed. Um, I've got you, I've got you now reflecting that back to me when you see it. Yeah, I think you could do that. Um, how do you feel about doing that? Or do you just want to use some words? No, I like hand signals. You like hand signals. Okay. Okay. And if I'm open to the signal, mm -hmm. well, I mean, I can think of the one if I'm not open, which is basically. That's a different hand signal. If you and can't then... see me as hand signal, you may recognize <laughs> it from. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If I'm open to it. Yeah. How will I let you know? I can just. Well, that here's the thing. That's the risk. Mm. Yeah. There's going to be a risk when you ask for a request, uh, when you mm -hmm. make a request, there's lots of risks. One is that the request will be met and you won't actually like the way that it's being given to you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. The second is that it will not be met. Mm -hmm. I can think of another one, which is that I say I will meet it and then I don't mm -hmm. actually meet it, that I'll let you down or disappoint you. Mm. Or that let I'll me do down or let me off. You might let me off the hook because the fourth, you might yeah. see it and think, oh, Ooh, this isn't the time. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she can handle it. So um, my, mm. my agreement for you is that if I see it, mm. I'll, I'll throw I it out there. It. Yeah. You'll say and, it. And I might not always see it. I might miss it. And I might also yeah. feel scared to say it at times mm. and I'll choose not to. But to the extent mm. possible, I'm committed to our relationship and I'm committed to what it is that you want in your life. So tell me, how mm. will this serve you if I'm able to like let you know when? Well, I mean, I've, I've only just listened to this particular piece in the book, but they're talking about praise and criticism in the book and how they those two things can warp and skew relationships. Um, because we're, again, this is me summarizing, uh, you know, something that I've barely listened to, but they, you know, we're either working to avoid criticism or to, to curry yeah. favor right. or curry praise. Yeah. So we're actually bending ourselves out of shape, becoming potentially inauthentic in order to avoid that and get a bit more of this. So there's a lot of kind of like twisting of self happening. Um, so what I can see would be available for me if I drop the comparative piece, which is me doing my own work to work out where am I in the pecking order of life here. Yeah. Um, and what would be available for me would be um, that I that that I see myself as different and equal to all the other human beings that I know and do not know on this planet. And that feels... I'm timing you out. Do it. I have something to point out in the language. Go. Do you want to be seen as equal to all the humans? Yes. That's still comparative. This comparison is a worthiness equation. Yes. I am not mm -hmm. as worthy. I am worthier. So what would the language be? Because I'm thinking of 
everybody that you're different, worthy everybody regardless equal. that all the people are worthy and so are you is that not equality no equal is i i'm the same if somebody gets one loaf of bread i get a loaf of bread if somebody needs a hug then i get a hug that we're all equal and we're not. Oh, my caveat of different is mm. what count is what tempers the word equal is what counters yeah. that aspect. Okay. Um, this might be semantics then. It is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Thank you though for that. Mm. And I will think about it further because maybe my thinking in the moment, maybe something more will come if I think sure. about it more fully, but what I mean by, um equal and different is that they smoosh together mm. that my differences that i don't have a ted talk i'm gonna have to trophy. take them down aren't i oh my <laughs> you made it into wallpaper and have it all over that back thing <laughs> yes. t-shirts did you know <laughs> i've done a ted talk um where was i going yeah, my my thing is that we're all equal, like of equal value. And yes, I get that that is comparative and worth related language. Okay. All different, all equal. So it's beautiful. They're smushed together. Okay. Um Yeah, so the so the 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 prize for me, the 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 what for is that I free myself from comparison. And it and it it shows up less and less in my life and less and less in our friendship and yes, that it starts to get smaller and smaller in the space of our relationship. Mm. I have a friend who is heavy comparison. It's a different mm. friend. It's not you. I'm not talking about you. Like you're not here. So, I actually another friend and. I find that it is now so much in the space that I no longer fit, like the space is pushing me out. Mm. And I don't have the authentic relationship with this person that I have with others. And so, um, and I, my people pleasing, everything's fine. All of that is showing up in that relationship where I'm not actually speaking to how big this comparison thing has gotten. It's almost like when I order something, that person will order the same thing. Or when I go somewhere, that person will go and do this. It's, it's like having a little sister, mm. right? Where they're, they're just like copying everything you do. And it, I, I can't relate to this person anymore. The relationship mm. is being damaged by it. So mm. what was my point? Ah, that if we don't speak to it, that's also okay but it also means that the relationship is also being dinged and damaged yeah. by it. Yeah. Yeah. We're making the assumption we're, we're working on the hypothesis that by bringing this into the space, yeah. by having a code to reflect it, um, that it's going to have a positive, you know, yes. nourishing yes. impact on our relationship as yes. friends and professionally. That's the assumption uh, that we're making. That's the hypothesis that we're working to. Right. We will let everybody know 
how it goes. This is the when, last podcast. You this ever is hear. the last ever episode. People will know. And finally, I think that kind of, well, finally for me, anyone on this side, mm. that kind of lo- looks at the facts and the fiction or the yeah. fact and the interpretation piece yeah. that my comparison is all interpretation. Yes. yes, you've done a TED talk. Yes, I haven't. And I make that mean something right. more than just Alison has done a TED talk. I haven't done a TED talk. I don't leave it there at the facts. No, you. I'm, a, I'm embellishing with interpretation about what it means about you, what it means about me, right. what it, I'm adding all of this interpretation to it. So by bringing it into the space, um, that will support my practice yes. of noticing what is fact and then what is all the story and interpretation meaning that I have added to this, the significance yes. that I've added. Okay. I've written some notes. So what what happens when we can do this work together? not this work. What what happens when we have this kind of agreement with each other? It's for us, it's explicit. We didn't start that way. We started this work years and years ago, where we started to learn what was ours and what was somebody else's. And then we get into this world. But now we're actually having a verbal agreement around what it is that you want. And what I'm hearing is in service of, I would imagine performing and withholding and like crossing your arms and like not saying the thing is energetically depleting. Mm-hmm. So in service of having more energy, more freedom, we got real creative as soon as you outed yourself. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, so all of these things, is that lotion? You're so lotiony. And it probably smells really good. It smells of coconut and lemon. So British. When we were in Costa Rica, this is a tangent, you had like an entire bag of lotions and creams. And I was very impressed. And they all smelled lovely. Okay. The other thing is when we can just be honest and out ourselves, it's a release. It's a relief. And the other thing that I'm hearing happens for you is that then like the second guessing, the ruminating, the story making, all of the mental chatter can just get taken offline. Like we don't need to do that right now. Mm -hmm. So those are all the reasons why you're working. This is what I'm hearing from you, that you're working to separate fact from interpretation in, in specific in like, uh, I'm comparing myself again. The fact is that I live in Wisconsin you live in England, you can make that mean a bunch of stuff, or it could just stay right where it is, which is it. It's a fact. Done. Yes. End of yes. story, period. And we talked about the costs. So I feel like, how are you feeling? This feels kind of like a, we've gone full circle. Yeah, I feel great. I mean, I didn't see the conversation going where it went. I didn't see us coming out with an agreement based on what had happened yesterday. I, I I'm really happy with with that. I'm really, I mean, I guess there might be moments when it's going to be tough, maybe. I don't know. But again, that's all story. Who knows until it happens? But I'm really happy 
um, with how this conversation has gone. Is there a takeaway that you want to um, add before we close? Yeah. Yes, let's do takeaways. The takeaway is that it's in the space. That it's there whether we speak to it or not. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good takeaway, Ali. My takeaway is it's a practice for myself, actually. Um, just I'm redoubling my efforts to notice fact interpretation. I just think that's so interesting, such an interesting place. You can do it in seconds. Is that a fact or a, what's the interpretation I've added to that? Oh, so I'm, I really like that. I'm very excited about um, playing personally and around that. It's such a powerful game. Mm, fact or interpretation, guys. Do a podcast on that one. Mm. I'm making a note. I always make, make a, a note. Make a note, Alison. Make a note in the book. The book, cute book that I bought at the Ooh. airport for like a thousand dollars. I realized nice. that I didn't have anything to write in on one of my trips. Yeah, a thousand dollars. Just kidding. Okay, shall we sign off? Let's do it. All right. Well, what a lovely love to all. Yes. Uh, thank you Bye. for your time. Bye, Thanks Tracy. for listening. Thanks, Sheriff Fat and Bye, Tracy. Sheriff. Yeah. Love you all. Love you both. See you next time. Love you. Bye.